Welcome to episode 80 of Biohacking with Brittany. I cannot believe it is episode 80. I can also not believe that it is the end of the year. Wow, wow, wow. This is a show where I talk about biohacking, I talk about health optimization, I talk about nutrition, and I really appreciate you tuning in and and taking the time. And Happy New Year. I hope that your time with your friends and family right now is cherished and really great and really restorative for your health as well. It definitely is for me. It helps me just feel so much more grounded and rooted and really just helps my mental health too and my physical health. Like my nervous system is just chilling. It's really nice. And I know it's not like that for a lot of people as well. Like kind of going home can be more stressful. And I also understand that. So thanks for tuning in. I want to do like a quick, I guess, like recap of this year. I think it's, I think something that I love doing and try to do is be as authentic and genuine with my podcast audience as I can be. And that includes like sharing things that are hard and difficult and also sharing things that I'm questioning and trying and looking at things differently. And I never, ever want to give you like, I never want to sugarcoat things or give you the highlights. Even on Instagram, I try, but Instagram's a bit harder because it just doesn't flow as much unless I like hop on the camera and have a video, but the podcast is, it's easier to just kind of like let it out and just talk. So yeah, I want to talk about the year as every year there's like highlights and lowlights and there's highs and lows. And this year there were definitely some of those. I, I don't think it was as dramatic of a year as 2020 was for multiple reasons. We kind of, as a, as a collective, we kind of just stepped into this like stride of the pandemic and of COVID and we're all kind of used to it now. Still, there's a lot of negativity that's going around with it. There's a lot of emotions and a lot of people struggling, but I think there's less fear and less unknown about it now, which is nice because in the beginning it was like, whew, it was quite scary, right? Like it was quite scary knowing, not knowing what's going on. But yeah, so the highs of the year, I, I don't have a lot of things that really stick out as like big moments this year. I think I did more in 2020 compared to this year, but this year, my biggest high, my biggest like thing that I'm proud of is my business. Like, oh my gosh, I, if you had told me on January 1st, 2021, that I would be here at the end of the year. I would never believe you. I would never believe you. I'd be like, there's no way. I'm just so proud of the work that I've done on my podcast, my website, my practice as a nutritionist, the contracting work that I do, working with other brands, my Instagram, all of it like has grown so much. My business has grown so, so much. It's been amazing. It's It's really been amazing and it's been very challenging and I've tried things and failed. And like, I'm always just like refiguring things out and, and yeah, reimagining what my business can look like, but it's been awesome. And I'm just so proud of that and proud of all the listeners every month that I have on my podcast right now. Um, proud of all my Instagram followers. 
And it seems, I don't know, if you're not in the world of social media and like being an entrepreneur, like it can seem like trivial to like say that you're proud of your Instagram followers. But when you have an account and you're trying to grow your account, you know how difficult it is to actually grow a following. So it's really cool right now to be at a good place and yeah, kind of just figuring out my, the space that I want to take up. I don't, and, and it's changing and it's interesting. And yeah, so I'm, I'm just really proud of that. And the other thing I guess would be, it's more personal, but we, my fiance and I, Ryan, we bought a, our first place. And this is really cool. Cause it's something that we really looked at last year. It took us a long time. I think we got our realtor. I think it might've taken us like nine months from the time from the time that we got a realtor okay not from the like beginning of looking we looked across canada i kid you not like across canada because we can work from anywhere and we moved <laughs> we moved a block away <laughs> from our old place <laughs> which is hilarious and such a like so typical of like how life goes but i love our place we have a beautiful two bedroom ground floor apartment condo has this great it's on the corner so it's this great yard for our dog moose and it's great like it's modern and it's nice and it's got tall ceilings and lots of natural light and lots of windows and so it's very spacious and that's really what i wanted so yeah, it's awesome. I'm I'm really really happy and as an investment obviously it makes sense to pay off a mortgage instead of paying rent and that feels really great too and it's been fun to like learn how to furnish a place and buy furniture and uh do all that as well. So yeah, so that's definitely the biggest personal one as well. And then a couple of lows as we go is normal is I think a consistent one that I had this year was work-life balance. I really struggled with not working on weekends this year. I'm not somebody who works all night. Like I will stop working around like five o'clock, six o'clock, maybe like more in the summer, but I will stop working then. But I will get up very early if I need to get work done. Like I'm talking like 3.30 in the morning <laughs> to get work done. So I'll go to bed at 9, 9.30, but I'll get up at 3.30. So there were definitely days of those. And working probably, I probably worked, oh gosh, I probably worked, I don't even want to say it. I probably worked like 90 to 95% of the weekends of 2021. Eek, is that bad? Wow. And when I say that statistic, it's like, I did some work, whether it was like an hour or whether it was 10 hours, it was like something was for my professional life versus like taking the full weekend off like Friday to Monday morning. And yeah, that's like something I need to work on. My work-life balance has been off and a lot of that is related to being an entrepreneur, growing a business and also COVID and like being being so used to working from home and yeah, not knowing how to take time off and boundaries, right? It really just comes down to boundaries. So yeah, that was definitely something that, yeah, I struggled with. And another one I was just thinking of this now is, which is interesting as a person 
who has influence on Instagram, I guess. There were, I don't know if both were this year, but one was definitely this year. So there's been a few times where I've posted things and like gotten negative feedback. And I guess this is like normal. And like the bigger you get, the more people you reach, you're not going to make everyone happy. But there was definitely like a couple of times where that was difficult. Like specifically, I posted a reel in November of cooking and eating raw chicken hearts. And that reel, I think it has almost half a million views, which is insane. And there was a lot of like clapback, not a lot, but like more than I ever get on like eating organ meat and people not having access to it and just like different things like that or like people who are vegan being like, why are you eating this? Like that type of thing as well. So it was interesting because yeah, you just, you're just not used to that. So those were like challenging moments. I don't think that you were like super difficult, obviously, right? Like whenever there's haters, you can just delete the comments and move on with your life, but it's still challenging and interesting. And yeah, it makes you think twice about what you're seeing and and who it's reaching and what you're posting, which is always a good thing. And then I, I think about people who are like Dave Asprey, who posts like such controversial things, like, wow. And you read the comments and it's like fire in there. (laughs) So I don't think he cares, obviously, but, you know, he just marches forward and keeps doing what he's doing. So that's what I'm going to do. But yeah, those moments always are kind of like a little sticky. But yeah, this has been a fantastic year. I'm so excited for next year. And I'm happy to be ending this year with episode 80 with Melissa Bolana. She's the founder of Beauty and the Broth. Now, I love bone broth, okay? And she created the coolest product. It's basically this little like sachet of like gel and you add water to it and then you heat it up and it makes bone broth and it's so, so good. These taste amazing. So she's basically taking out all of the hard work that goes into making bone broth. As we all know, it takes forever, takes a lot of time and to get the recipe right as well, it can be difficult. So she's just created this beautiful solution and I'm so happy for her and she's just killing it. So enjoy this episode. There's so many good little nuggets of information in this one and I'm sure you'll love it. And again, shout out to my sponsor, Inside Tracker, who I love. They will be linked in my show notes and they test your DNA. They test your biological age, your minerals, your vitamin and your hormone levels. So if you haven't been tested yet, go do it now. Start the new year on a good foot. Learn your data, quantify yourself because that is how you make healthy changes. Learn where you're at and then tweak things and then test again and make sure you're becoming healthier and improving those biomarkers. My discount code is biohackingbrittany. Please use it. I don't get any kickback, but just just to save you some dollars. That's great. That's all we want. So yeah, enjoy it and enjoy this episode and have a wonderful new year. I will catch you in the new year. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. 
Today, we have a founder, female founder and CEO on who founded Beauty and the the Broth, which is a bone broth company. And you guys know that I am obsessed with bone broth. So this is really timely. And it is shelf stable and direct to consumer. And I have some and it comes in these like little packs and you push the gel out into a cup and you add water and it tastes so good. And it's so easy. It's honestly brilliant. And we have the founder on the show today, Melissa. So welcome. Thank you, Brittany. Excited to be chatting with you. Yeah. So I know prior to becoming an entrepreneur and kind of developing this company, you were in the modeling world and an actor and that type of thing. So like, what was like, what was the, why did you switch? What happened there that made you be like, okay, I want to come out with this product? So I, it's kind of funny because I started out my life, I guess you could say, going to school for international marketing. So turning into an actor model was like a huge switch for me. And then I got into that life and then anything but seemed like a huge switch for me because I was doing that for about 10 years. And all my life, I've struggled with really chronic digestive issues And it wasn't until it became more than appearances, it was how I felt. And on set, I was getting sick and just kind of eating whatever I wanted. So my sister introduced me to the concept of bone broth. And initially, I wouldn't try it because I thought it sounded so odd. And then finally, I got desperate and I tried it in New York. And then that's when I was like, okay, this makes me feel amazing. And I kept drinking it. And not only did it heal my digestive issues, it got rid of my brain fog. And then I saw what it did um, to my face, to lines in my face. And I couldn't believe it because I've tried a lot of things on the beauty market. So then I went to uh, continue this newfound routine back in Los Angeles. And upon Googling bone broth, there wasn't really places to go get it there is New York. So that's when I said, okay, hold on a minute. At first I was thinking just LA. I'm like, LA needs like a a pop-up bone broth shop. And then trying all the broths on the market, I realized that there was a huge, a huge miss. They were either too gamey or too weak, or there was just no one that was it. So that's where this idea came from. And what it has become is this very, very convenient, high-integrity bone broth that you could really just take anywhere and have anywhere on the go with you and know that it's reputably sourced and all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I. That's one of my favorite things about your product is how convenient it is. Because if anyone has ever made bone broth, you know, it takes so long. Like I I make my own as well, but it's still like a 24 hour process because I put it in the slow cooker and like you have to buy all the bones. There's just so much work to be done. Um, And so like when you first were like, oh my gosh, like bone broth, this is amazing. I'm starting to see benefits. Like Were you just making it in your kitchen and drinking it every day type of idea? So and I was getting it out of New York and then I ordered some and then I wanted to give it a go trying it, especially after I decided that I was committed to this bone broth company idea. And so I made it more times than I could count. And some days I'd wake up and all the bone broth was gone. It it, it, uh, through condensation just evaporated if the lid was slightly moved 
or like the straining process, the amount of times I burned myself and then putting it in the freezer and fridge, freezer, fridge. It's uh, not hard to make, but it's definitely a huge pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think because there's so much time involved with it is why a lot of people don't make it anymore. I think it was a staple in households probably like 50, 80, 100 years ago, right? And Unfortunately, I think we've really moved away from that. So it's really cool that you've kind of created this new modern solution and we can get the same benefits. Yes, absolutely. I'm very, very proud of what we've accomplished. Mm -hmm. So did you develop the recipe for the actual, I don't know if you call it gel, but like the actual gel in the packets? So I developed with a recipe with a woman named Alini, uh, for actual bone broth. And then through a series of different circumstances uh, and, it, and the business model changed a whole lot of times to be where it is today. Initially, I thought I was selling bone broth in kind of like a commissary kitchen on Uber Eats and producing it myself to sourcing a co-packer and then adapting my recipe to the co-packer and so slightly different recipe than what I originally formulated to adapt to the, the way that they cook it. And it wasn't until I visited them where I was committed to doing this concentrated model. And it was simply because I saw it there. That's how they ship it from the co-manufacturer to the co-packer. And I was like, what's that? They're like, nothing. That's just the broth in concentrated format. We ship it to the co-packer and they reconstitute it with water. So I was like, okay, but you know, what's the difference? And they're like, nothing. It's just way more strong. And then the co-packer puts the water. So that's where the idea for the concentrate came from, because I thought that it was just way more convenient for the customer and customizable for their taste as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you can add as much water as you want, depending on how strong you want it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and really handy as well. Cause like, I like mine pretty strong. I think I actually don't know. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what's typical the mood. I swear some days yes. I'm like, hit me. Some days I'm like, I yeah. really dilute this. Yes. So do you drink it uh, every day now? I do drink it every day now and yes. I absolutely love it. Yeah. So I know you mentioned just like briefly some of the benefits that you've noticed, but I'd love for you to kind of dive more into that for what you've seen personally. And then we can also talk about maybe what your customers have seen as well. Sure. So the reason why I personally loved bone broth was obviously it, I said I healed my digestive issues, which bone broth's original purpose is for leaky gut. So when you have a bad diet and food starts to seep through your gut and make the holes in your gut bigger and bigger, and then the cells in your body think it's a foreign invader and then they go to fight the food particles and then that's what gets you very sick and very inflamed. So what bone broth does is it literally fills in the holes in your gut, which is actually wild. So it creates a lining, like a barrier for regular food to pass through and at the same time pumps your gut with natural occurring collagen and amino acids. So the collagen benefits I've seen, like these little smile lines I have, I they always really bother me. And I'm very candid that I'd get Botox and that when the Botox would wear off, I'm like, oh my God, I need to go to the doctor before anyone sees me. 
And Bone Broth literally took that that away, that mo- that moment where, yeah. So it really, really helped with my skin, um, hair and nails. I literally, one time I was just drinking it so much. I had to take a week off because my hair just got so thick and also made my nails really strong. And collagen is also found in your joints. I played field hockey growing up and developed Oscar Slaughter's disease, which is damaged cartilage. And I would always have to wear a knee brace when I would go skiing. Now I don't even need to wear the brace anymore. And then that brain fog component I mentioned earlier, how I got rid of my brain. I didn't know until I got really deep into bone broth, but so much comes from our guts, our personality, our emotions when you have anxiety and depression. So the fact that my gut was helped to clear out and regulated because of bone broth, it got rid of that brain fog looming over me. So that's been incredibly helpful. And of course, it keeps your immunity up because 85% of your immunity is in your gut. People love to use it for a post-workout recovery drink because of its healing properties and the amount of protein. And to me, part of the magic in bone broth is the gut itself. So I like to call bone broth like a gateway drug. Because I was not the healthiest person and drinking bone broth, I swear, gave me this healthy mindset because it was healing my gut and because it was feeding those microbes in my gut, something nourishing versus junk and also curbing my appetite and curbing cravings. So I'm in love with the stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot that I like agree with that you said. And like I used to have leaky gut and that's actually how I first got in started on my health journey years ago was from dealing with like severe symptoms from having that for so long. And bone broth is such a beautiful way and nice way to help heal that and fill in those holes so that you can absorb your food better and your protein better. And it's also just like a very, very easy way to do it. But I think one of my favorite things about drinking bone broth daily is kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, but like the feeling that I get from it I feel like so grounded when I drink bone broth, which is not something that I feel when I drink coffee or water or anything else. Like it's probably the most grounding thing that I can think of that I drink that just, I don't like, does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're preaching to the choir over here. It completely Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And that's why I love it too. It's like even, and I find I reach for it when I feel stressed at work or like when I'm working. Cause I'm like, I know that this is going to be that like thing that I need to sip on. That's going to bring me back to myself and back to my body, which is so, so cool. And guess what else? Yeah. Stress comes from the gut. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's so interesting that you notice such a difference on your skin, hair and nails. Like, wow. I, I can't even imagine just like thinking of your skin like that and then seeing the differences And yeah, that's just incredible. And I know so many people are so sensitive about their skin. So like taking this approach of inside out rather than just the latest skin cream is I think the really the way that the beauty industry is going. No, something I love to mention too is that the molecules of collagen and bone broth are actually smaller than those in face cream. So when you actually put face cream on your face, the collagen actually does not go into your skin. But of course, it does other things such as hydrate your skin. And if you really want good skin, you have to heal it from the inside out. If you're putting cream on your face, what are you doing on the inside? Because 
skin really does show up on your gut. Yeah. Yeah. Your skin is a direct reflection of how your health is going and how your gut health is going. Absolutely. Whether it's like fine lines or like premature wrinkles or acne or redness, like that is all tied to what's going on inside of your body. I have some clients who have tried everything for acne and they're like, Melissa, you think that this will fix me? I'm by no stretch of the imagination a dermatologist. So I'm like, look, I have no guarantees, but you know, knowing what I know about the gut and obviously about bone broth, like I think it could be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Swear to God, she started drinking it for a few weeks. It was the first time her acne went away. I wow. couldn't, but and it made me really happy because I struggled yeah. with acne as a kid and I know how it feels and it sucks. Yeah, it does. It does suck. That's really, that must feel really nice for you to be able to give confidence to people like that. Totally. Absolutely. Like our appearances like reflect our Mm. personalities too, because Mm -hmm. you're feeling good about yourself. You're just exuding all this confidence and all your interactions, which also helps you not only with, you know, family dating, but also helps with work. I'd love to quickly interrupt this podcast to ask you, do you know your biological age? Do you know your current hormone, vitamin, and mineral levels? Honestly, it's hard to know what's going on internally without getting tested. And traditionally, you'd have to go through your doctor or your healthcare provider to order these tests, go into a lab, and it would be a whole ordeal. And it would would take a while as well. For me personally, this has always been a hurdle for understanding what is actually going on and how to optimize my biomarkers and even know my biological age in the first place. Thankfully, though, we can order a at-home test from Inside Tracker that lets us do this. It tests for your biological age, your hormone, mineral, and vitamin levels. This is a very, very comprehensive test that lets you get a ton of data from a single kit without having to go to a doctor or go to a lab or really leave your house. If you're looking for the ultimate blood test, try Inside Tracker, which includes testing 43 different biomarkers and the option to test your inner age and your DNA. You can use my discount code BiohackingBritney for 25% off all of their products. And you can go through there uh, through the link in my show notes or my website and get tested today. Yeah. It helps you. Like, how are you going to show up in the world? Right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. So how has it been just in general, like as a female entrepreneur on this journey of from idea to creation to success? Oh man, there's uh, so many pros and so many cons um, to being a female entrepreneur and you, the cons you have to work into a positive and Obviously, the pros are just pros, and it's amazing. Sometimes it works to my benefit because it's kind of like an uncharted territory and people are intrigued. Sometimes I'm like, gosh, I'm not getting like the respect I deserve. They wouldn't deal with a male customer this way. Or it's something that really annoys me. Working on, it happened, any sort of like business Uh, like a year ago, probably actually less, like 10 months ago, I was in Miami at like this networking event. And I was working on doing a fundraise. And there was like people in the room, I'm telling them about my product. And the one guy was like telling me that they had he has a great contact that's like 
in vending machines in the UK and this would be a great product for and then he's going to connect me but listen just keep it on email don't meet up with them for a coffee or a zoom like his wife gets very jealous and you're an attractive female I'm just like whoa just like some other bone broth company with some dude running it this would never be an issue so like stuff like that's annoying but on the other flip of the coin, sometimes you could use it to your advantage because people want to do things for you. So it's there's both sides to this story. But nonetheless, you definitely feel it. Mm. You definitely feel being female. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, and this is just society in general, like women are just sexualized so much more than men. If Dave Asprey came out with a bone broth company, no one is going to be saying that to him. Like I know. <laughs> I know it's so true. You know, and it that's just so inappropriate in the business like space that people are saying that or like you're getting hit on or however you want to word it. Yeah. And yeah, it that's just like frustrating. And unfortunately, I think that's just the world that we're in. But again, like you said, like you could actually just flip that and use that to your advantage. Totally. And, and you work good. Yeah. And this is gonna happen. Use it to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So for like women who are starting out and kind of like hear stories like that and kind of feel, I don't know if threatened is the right word, but just kind of like cautious of that, like how would you recommend that they show up and go into scenarios and and present? Work with it. Always keep it professional and don't do freaking dinners. I've been there too. Don't do dinners. Keep it to Mm. coffee or lunch and always just keep it super, super professional and never steer off talking about business. Mm-hmm. Do you do a lot of work online as well now? Or do you, are you still doing a lot of networking in person? I do it all. <laughs> so a lot of work online, some in person, like to me, in order to have a successful business, I think it's part just like working your tail off online and reaching out to people and it's part networking and relationship. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Kind of like who you know, getting your product into the right hands, expanding your audience. Yeah. What has been, what's been unexpected about your entrepreneur journey so far? I mean, a lot of it. I'm, I not, so this is funny. I'll just say it. I developed a little bit of an imposter syndrome because I, and I, I recognize it because it's going really, really, really well. We have a lot of customers now and they are absolutely raving about the product and I've never had a business in my life. And I, I, funny enough, I just got my nutritionist degree, but I didn't go to school for, you know, anything health and wellness. So I just, and I'm just someone extremely passionate and I think that really comes through. So I think that overall is the most unexpected part that I would ever feel that way. And I'm not going to say the success of the business because I dream big and and that's just who I am. But I guess it's still like a little bit of a pinch me that things are going so well. And of course, there's struggles trying to change the packaging, trying to expand SKUs. There's a whole lot of things that come with it. But all in all, I love it. And I think it's a career that's very, very suiting. for. How do you handle the moments when you know, your self-talk makes you think that you're an imposter. I went through a little phase over that. And then I literally, I'm in a space now where I'm like, shut up. Like, (laughs) like you literally, like a lot of people talk about 
I'm going to do this one day. I'm going to do this. And they never do it. And I've seen show up in my community with people. So to me, I'm like, you did it. You launched a product and that alone, you should be proud. And then the fact that it's going well, like you should just so I shut myself up real quick. But I think we all do that. We all have self-talk and self-doubt and we're our harshest critics. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I've definitely gone through waves of imposter syndrome as well in in so many different ways too. And I, I think it's natural. Like I think when you're on the, I think when you're an entrepreneur and maybe when, even when you work in corporate or that type of thing, like maybe you also deal with imposter syndrome. It might just be, yeah, it might just be natural for humans in general. I think it's something that people don't like to admit. And I'm an open book. I don't, I kind of suffer from a filter, so I'm happy to admit it. <laughs> Do you think women deal with like imposter syndrome more than... I would say probably. I would say probably almost most definitely. It's only X amount of years since we've been able to vote, have a job. So I think that has to take a toll on us somehow. That's ingrained from us, from our parents and grandparents. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know. I think maybe men do deal with it, but maybe don't talk about it as much as women do. Yeah. So in terms of like you personally, like running this company, and I'm sure you have like employer employees and contractors and everything like that. How do you balance like your health with doing this at the same time? <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention that January 1st, my new year's resolution is to prioritize my health. I've kind of put a current bandaid on it and Thank God I have bone broth. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I kind of really saved myself here. So it's strongly my New Year's resolution and something I've been reflecting a lot about the past few weeks because I have my own set of issues. So not to be gross, but yesterday I got a colonic for the first time in like nice. 10 years. <laughs> so I'm on my way to prioritizing myself and my health and making sure my body's on the right track. Yeah. I think you have to do that. Yeah. You have to take it seriously because otherwise you just don't, you don't prioritize it. Are you like working a lot right now in terms of 80 hour weeks or whatever people think a lot is? (laughs) Yeah. Every day I'm working, I don't take a day off. Some days obviously I'm working harder than others. Um, but like all I'm answering customer stuff at all hours. And if I could text my friend back, I could text or message a customer. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's hard. It's hard when you're kind of doing everything yourself and you know how to do everything, so it's almost easier for you to do it than to bring someone on to help. You know what I mean? So, but at one point I'm sure you can outsource more of the stuff that you're doing, which I'm trying to do as well, but yeah, it's hard. I struggle with the balance too. Like I I struggle with taking a weekend and not working. I know. I know. I completely agree with you. It's hard to like completely turn it off. But you do have to take those moments for yourself too, because you don't want to burn out. And just if you're having a nice time, just have a nice time and pick up your laptop later. Yeah. I think it's hard because like when you're an entrepreneur, you, if you don't do the work, like the business doesn't move forward, right? It's not like it just keeps no. running without you. You literally need to do it. So if you stop, the business stops like eventually, right? So that's the biggest thing that I struggle with is if I take the weekend off, the same work is still going to be there on Monday that needs to get done. So I might as well just do it on the weekend and have less to do on Monday. Oh, that's exactly how I feel because Mondays are always the craziest. So Sunday is very much like a work day for me of clearing out the inbox so that I could start Monday with whatever, whatever comes my way. 
Yeah. It's hard though, because sacrificing like a social life and sleep and these things, like it catches up with you over the years and it's not sustainable. I think that's what, that's what I've learned in the last six months is like, it's not sustainable. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's totally not sustainable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you're going on vacation tomorrow. So like you're doing it right. (laughs) I, I am like scheduling like lives and calls. I'm like, guys, I'll let you know end of day today what time's on Friday. So I'm like trying to schedule some activities on vacation. But you know what? I love it. I also like the feeling of being busy. It makes me feel purpose. So are you taking like actual time off when you're on your vacation the whole time or no? No, I am not. Oh my goodness. We'll just be in a much nicer place with (laughs) activities like horseback riding and stuff like that. Yeah. That's so funny. That is, that's what it's like though. Being an entrepreneur in the first few years is literally what it's like. Do you think people like glamorize entrepreneurship? Like I, yeah, I totally think they do. I totally think they do. It's like the, almost like the new, I don't know, movie star or something that where it's glamorized. But I mean, it's a lot of freaking work. You really do working all the time to have it to move forward. Cause if you're not doing it, who is? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing is, is when people are like, I don't want to work a nine to five job anymore. I want to be an entrepreneur. And I'm like, okay, so you're not going to work nine to five. You're not going to work like six to 10. Um, cause you're going to work way more hours when you're an entrepreneur. So I don't expect your life to become easier <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, I agree. I think there's like such glamorization around it. Like be a boss, babe, be your own boss, like all of these things. And I think it's really cool. And it's nice to see that happening, but I think it's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. And I completely agree. It's not for the faint of heart. And it's, like you said, it's glamorized. So people think they want to do it, but I think everyone should do it if they're willing to commit the time and to not care and let go of any self-doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And it really takes time to build momentum. Like at least for what I found myself, like every six months, every quarter is so different from the quarter before in terms of what you're doing and growth and these different things. And I'm sure it's the same for you that yeah, you have to give yourself time to get the momentum and you can't just be an entrepreneur for six months and then give up if it's not working, you know? Yeah, I agree. And you're taking a lot of risk and everything. But to me, I like to say, what's the worst that could happen, right? Just go back to exactly what happened before you had a company or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So if someone's listening again, and they are at the beginning, or maybe they have an idea, and they're still working in corporate, and they're like, no, this like next year, 2022, I'm leaving and I'm going to go do this thing. Is there any advice that you would give that you wish that you had heard? Uh, so I kind of did hear the advice. Well, I heard it as I was doing Beauty in the Broth, which was from Landmark, where they're like, what's holding you back? Just go do it. And you really break it down and what's holding you back. And it's just a bunch of excuses. So I absolutely support just going and doing it and diving in head first. Maybe it goes great. Maybe you learn a lot of lessons along the way. No matter what, only good will come of it. The learning curve, the experience, and it will lead you to something else at the very least. I love that. Yeah. Someone, I'm in this like a business group and kind of said the same thing. And the mantra is like, launch it ugly. 
Like it doesn't, no matter what your business is, it's never going to be perfect and ready to go. And no matter, you can't prepare for all of the things that are going to go wrong. So just launch it ugly and get it out into the world. Yeah. I like that. Launch it ugly. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're going to learn, right? You're going to learn faster from all the mistakes made and the things that are wrong once it's launched than trying to prepare years for it. And then there's still things that are going to go wrong anyway. It's so true. And things will always go wrong no matter what industry you're in. So just embrace it. And some of like the best Um, The things in my company have happened through quote unquote bad things or bad moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you learn, right? And I think it's so pivotal to have a growth mindset as an entrepreneur and you're just constantly like leveling up and bettering your product and your business and yourself. And that's just how it has to be. I like that leveling up. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's a very like biohacker thing to say. Yeah. So speaking of what is next for your business? So I'm very excited. In January, we're finally launching our vegan skew. And at the end of January, probably February, we're going to be launching a bone broth for dogs. (gasps) Cool. I love that. I don't have a dog. I love that. I have a dog. So that's super important. That's, I was just on your website and I noticed that you didn't have anything vegan. Like, obviously, I'm not vegan uh, myself, but it's interesting because getting collagen from a vegan, like, not that it's all about the collagen, but getting collagen from a vegan source is difficult. So, like, what is in the vegan broth? Yes. Unfortunately, you can't get collagen from a vegan broth. But we are using ingredients that mimic the benefits of collagen, kombu, which is a seaweed, ginger, mushrooms, pea protein. I think there's one more thing in there. It might be nutritional. So with the seaweed and the mushrooms and the ginger, these are all things that could just benefit the various beauty benefits, but also different things in your gut. So we're doing our best to mimic it. And it's a good source of protein, which is great. So I'm very, very excited about it. And it actually tastes exceptional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those ingredients are like uh, rich in antioxidants and anti-inflammatories as well, which is good. And I figured you would have mushrooms in it because mushrooms is kind of has the same like grounding taste and feeling I find as bone broth. Like you get like mushroom coffee and it kind of gives you that same feeling. So that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Uh, Even our beef skew has mushroom in it. So why are you adding um, a bone broth for dogs? So this is kind of ironic. My dog Paco, this past September, he almost died. He was in the hospital for six days. He was their most critical care patient for three of them. And they found an interception in his gut, which is when kind of like your intestine starts to fold over on itself. And they were like advising me to put him down. They're like, listen, he's a 10-year-old dog. I can almost guarantee he has cancer because interceptions are really common in puppies. And you could just imagine this was just like a whirlwind for me. And they needed to do an emergency surgery and remove part of his intestine and fuse it back together. And my poor little pooch, he has, he has um, allergies to certain things and food. So he always has like the licky paw thing. So I always just thought that it's unfortunate he has allergies and I would try to give him food where he didn't do that. But 
unfortunately, when you have allergies, it causes inflammation. And then the inflammation shows up on your gut. So his gut was severely inflamed. So, you know, one of the things he's currently on now is bone. So I think it's important, especially and this is also shed light to me with the pet food industry, Mm. that I don't cheap out on my dogs. They eat like the best, most expensive food. And he was on this raw diet for many years. And I know in my heart of hearts, this is what it's from. I got warned through vets. And then finally, I stopped it after I heard the warning about the raw diet. And it's a a seemingly reputable brand and everything like that. So I want to make sure that these dogs, that their gut linings are at the very least being protected. so that people could avoid the fear, the sadness, even possible death, and also the credit card expense <laughs> when it comes to their dogs. Yeah, I love that. That's so needed. And I'm so sorry about your dog. I'm glad that he's doing better, though. Thank you. No, he's thriving now. So I'm really, really happy about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, people are, <laughs> including myself, people love spending and like pampering their dogs and their pets. So I think this is such a good move for your business. And I think it'll do very well. Thank you. And no, I agree. If anyone deserves it, it's these dogs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So if people want to try your broth, where can they go and how can they connect with you? So they could go to the beautyinthebroth.com unless they're in California. We're in a farm shop in Brentwood and a lot of the earth bars and all the plate fit Pilates studios. Sorry, it's not Pilates, plate fit. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so, and the beautyinthebroth.com. And then to connect with us, our Instagram is at the beauty in the broth. Love that. I will put all of that in the show notes um, and on my website and link it for the listeners so they can find you and, and try this. Wonderful. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. This was awesome. And thank you for your time. One, thank you for your time. I shall talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.